Nick Kershaw back with the third instalment of the Impact Sprint, 14 stories of heartbeats and footprints. Today, we're still in Nepal, but this isn't just another episode about the beautiful place, its rich tapestry of culture, or anything like that. This is about a meeting that changed everything. My introduction to Ergun Lama, an extraordinary individual who to this day shows the power of one meeting, the power of believing in an idea before it is a reality. So in the last episode, we talked about how an email landed in my inbox and entirely through me. But these stories are not designed to be about me. No, they're about the people, the moment and the ideas that shaped Impact Marathon and the journey of trying to build a social business. The ups and the downs of my life, my mental health during these times, though relevant, are not the story. At this time, that email crushed my mood, but it did not crush the vision. Do you see the subtle difference in the phrasing? That email crushed my mood, but it did not crush the vision. Even in these early days, there was a vision that was not my own. That vision was shaped by the co-founder of Impact, Matt Fenton. That vision was built on the foundations dug by each person who joined us at that first Uganda Marathon. Now that vision came from the ideas drawn up by all the team who planned out the event in the build-up over there in Uganda. And that vision was pulled from the immense work of the UK-based charity Street Child, who created the Sierra Leone Marathon and was very much the godfather of all we've done since then. And now that vision probably came from one person in their team who just loved running marathons and said, why don't we do one in Sierra Leone? This was not my vision. And it was not to be crushed by one email that spoiled my mood. Innovation is collective. It's passed through generations and spreads across nations. The impact vision was never my own. It was to be shared, adapted and developed and for everyone who comes across it to bring in their own life's experiences in order to innovate further. Now, I had been introduced to Child Reach by an incredible lady called Ali Marston, who'd grown up in Kathmandu with Nepali as her first language, despite being the daughter of two British expats who had lived there for a long time, pioneering trekking and developing the tourist trade, and was soon to become my safe sanctuary whenever I needed a drink of tea, a Sunday roast, or just to to feel at home. But that is very much a story for a future podcast. Ali had opened up her book of incredible contacts, having heard about the Impact Vision, one of whom was this organisation that at the time was working deep in the mountains of Sindhapaltrup region, where it was an estimated 90% of the buildings had either been destroyed or damaged during the earthquake. When I met with Ergen and Shearing, I introduced them to a strange little habit of mine at the time. I carried an A3 notepad into every meeting. Here was this random British dude sharing this idea about running marathons and all whilst walking around Kathmandu with an artist's notepad under his arm. This meeting, though, showed the power of that notebook. There it sat in the middle of the table, surrounded by three quite creative dreamers who spoke different languages. I began by sharing the ideas, and when I realised that they weren't quite following all the different elements, I started to draw them out. 
Within seconds, the pen had been taken from my hand and new ideas sketched in a different part of the corner of it. This was a whiteboard that I could take anywhere. This was the place where we could share and build and innovate on all that had come before in all of the visions that we'd all had throughout our lives. From Sierra Leone to London to Uganda to Kathmandu, this was a special 90 minutes. Time flew past. And at the end, I knew we'd had something that could not just work, but would touch thousands of lives and could be leveraged for so much more than simply fundraising. This was building a network for charities. This was a narrative not told by UK-based organisations, but by Nepali communities. This was a platform to bring organisations together, to work together for the achievement of the global goals. This was the power of running to reshape lives, to reshape the world. Ergen didn't just get the vision. He wanted to be part of it. And not in a small way. He wanted to dive deep into how we can maximise our positive impact on Nepali communities whilst creating a race that genuinely mattered. He asked questions nobody else had asked. He challenged us to be better. Ergen brought new ideas. He saw that the project would not be at its best in 2016. He saw that this was a long-term project, that we could grow this more year after year after year, and he was in for the long haul. The impact of a large amount of fundraising one year is great, but the impact of creating a model that delivered fundraising each and every year has an exponentially larger impact because it empowers the charity to plan ahead, commit to longer term timeframes that can elevate their work and it guarantees income to employ the best people they could possibly afford to achieve those goals. Both of us knew this wasn't just another fundraising goal, single marathon. This was about setting a stage where real tangible impact could be had at every single step of the way. Ergen saw the marathon was not just a race, but as a culmination of shared struggles, teamwork and a celebration of what humanity can achieve when aligned under a common goal. After this encounter, my outlook shifted entirely. No more second guessing. No more thoughts about that critical email, though I do keep a folder within my inbox of the positive emails we receive, but also the less positive ones. Not to say I told you so, not to drive me and negative energy to prove people wrong. That's just not how I work. It's there so when you look back, you can remember those tougher times that your brain has managed to clean up and hide from your memory. And you can take solace and momentum in saying, look where we started, here's where we are. Now those 24 hours in Kathmandu, where we moved from a dark place to an inspired place, a testament to one key takeaway today for everyone listening. Because I was revitalised, ready to forge ahead with much more gusto than even before, all because of one meeting. And maybe it was an innocuous meeting in the calendar at Childreach, or maybe it was a meeting I felt I had to go to because uh, Ali had set it up for me, and although I'm down, she, she's done so much, I've got to honour that. Maybe no one thought, anything would come of this little slot on our calendars. But you wouldn't have known that during those 90 minutes. You don't know the impact your energy is going to have on those around you. Each meeting you have has the power to change your life forever. Even, maybe especially, the ones you don't even want to be in. Each meeting you have has the power to change the lives of everybody sharing that moment. Don't take a single meeting off. Bring your best self and empower everyone in that meeting. You know, Ergen is now the head 
of Impact Industries Nepal, a new venture that will handle all the logistics and impact and delivery of our race over there, and quite a lot more. This episode is dedicated to every Ergen Lama out there, to every person who throws in their lot when they see potential for greatness, who asks the hard questions that make us better, and who isn't afraid to dive in with the positive energy into something that matters. Remember, all it takes is one person to believe in a crazy idea to change its entire trajectory. So tune in tomorrow for the next episode where we dig deep into the first steps in Nepal after this meeting. Building the marathon literally from the ground up in some very wet conditions during monsoon season as I started to head out and visit locations where maybe we could host it. Until then, keep running, keep dreaming, and most importantly, believe that you can make an impact today. Thank you.